Hello and welcome to the Dear Future Self podcast with your host, Zoe Longford-Brown. This is a podcast where you get clarity on what you need to do to reach your health and fitness goals without diet culture. It's been almost five years since I founded my coaching business, Zoe Rose Fitness, which specializes in helping women to find their love of exercise and feel the happiest and healthiest they've ever felt. Our mission is to help as many women as we can and provide you with weekly episodes designed to educate, motivate, and inspire you to improve your health and well-being. I know through personal experience that this isn't always a straightforward journey, which is why I believe the work comes from looking after your future self. So without further ado, let's get into this week's episode of Dear Future Self. This week we have a guest episode and I want to welcome a very special guest onto this podcast, Alex Velzine. Alex is the founder of Grit Wellbeing and is a wellbeing coach and level three PT. She offers her clients a holistic approach with help and support to create an enjoyable and sustainable lifestyle changes. Alex, welcome to the Dear Future Self podcast. How are you? I'm so good, thank you. And thanks so much for having me. I'm I'm so excited. I'm so excited that you are here and to have this conversation. When I actually started the podcast and I had thoughts about it, you were immediately on my guest list. (laughs) (laughs) So it's great that we're finally doing it. (laughs) Firstly, I want to start off by hearing a bit more about Grit Wellbeing and why you founded the company. Grit Wellbeing was like many businesses born in the pandemic and it's kind of taken many forms and built itself up since then. So I was never into exercise and I've listened to quite a few of your podcast episodes and I love that so many women on it who are like so into fitness and creating all these positive businesses for women now never used to be into fitness it seems to be something we're finding a little bit older and hopefully that changes for the younger generation and it's something we can instill but I was never into fitness walking into a gym was my idea of hell like I just didn't enjoy it there wasn't any type of exercise I enjoyed however when I used to think about exercise I would think about running or treadmill or standing on a stairmaster for an hour I didn't really understand actually what fitness was. Then, I mean, I know we've talked about it before and I've shared a lot on my page and everything. I got out of a very nasty relationship. I was referred to women's aid and it was just a really difficult time in my life. I had a little boy. He was one at the time. So I was suddenly a newfound single parent. I was coping with all of my own emotions, but trying to run a house, pay the bills, have a full-time job like it was just it was a lot and I needed to find a coping mechanism for me and I found a CrossFit gym and I literally went to prove a point that I would absolutely hate it and because I googled CrossFit and I was like that looks disgusting who would possibly enjoy that it looks like the worst thing I've ever seen and I went to one class and I was absolutely hooked and that was it that was the start of my love affair with fitness and I've kind of gone through a number of different things since then I moved from CrossFit into more a focus on the Olympic lifting side, which is an element of CrossFit, but I wanted to go for working on the technique of those. So I moved into Olympic lifting and then recently, so November last year, I've actually moved into powerlifting. 
something that I really, really enjoy. And that's that's been a really long journey. So, I mean, I was 29, almost 30 before I found my sport. So it's taken quite a long time to get there, but we're finally there. And I think what I realized just before the pandemic is I love my job, but I wanted to do something new. I wanted to do something that empowered women who had been in my situation because unless you've been in that situation, I think it's really hard to to actually understand it. But finding physical fitness made a massive impact, not only to my physical self, but also to my mental self. Like I, I became so much stronger and physically that was incredible and I was so proud of myself. But what happened in the background that took me a little while to notice was how much mentally stronger I had become. And I don't think I would have pulled through it if it wasn't for finding that. Now, like, admittedly, I was never in a dark place where I had thought about suicide or anything like that, which I know some women do get to. And it's it's absolutely awful. And I think a lot of people in the community have probably got to that point in their life as well. But for me, I wasn't quite there, but I just I was such a shell of a person. Like I wasn't someone that I would recognize I wasn't someone who was ever happy. And I think had I not found it, I'd have probably gone on to live a very mundane life where it was just getting through the days, surviving and coping rather than actually living. Finding fitness brought me back to life. It revived me. It gave me the strength to build myself into someone that I could look in the mirror and say that I was proud of. And I have a five-year-old, almost six-year-old son now. And I feel like I am someone that he can be proud of now. And that's obviously so important to me. So when building grip well-being, it was important to me that the focus was not only on physical fitness, but it was on like your mental fitness, working on your mental state and being empowered by what you can do. My favorite thing to work with is a barbell and I encourage all of my clients to try the bar because I just think it's so incredibly empowering. All of my clients have their own stories. They have their own reasons for doing things. And it's great to see people overcome their barriers. It's so exciting to see people after a certain amount of time go, I can't believe I achieved that. And to be part of that journey, I hold the hand. I don't do the work. They're the ones who put in all the hard work, but I'm there to support their journey and to be there for them and to help them make those steps along the way. I don't know who gets more from it, if they get more from feeling that way or if I get more from seeing them feel that way. It's something that I'm proud of every single day and just being a small part of that person's journey. There were people who were there who did that for me and to be able to do that for someone else just feels like I'm giving back a little bit. I've absolutely loved building group wellbeing. And then obviously when it started, like I say, kind of began in the pandemic, that's when I first qualified and it started as online classes and it was really, really fun. And now obviously I work in person, do one-to-one coaching. I don't do any online because I like to see my clients, but that's something that we'll maybe delve into in the future. But it's just nice to see it grow and it's nice to be able to see my clients grow along the way definitely I think what I love about you and kind of your journey is that you found yourself in this incredibly difficult situation and you found something that really helped and supported you through it and now you made it your mission to help others because like you said unless you've been in that situation you can have all the empathy and understanding in the world but you can't really fully understand it so 
it must just be incredible to for the women who you work with to have you as that resource and have that deep understanding and just yeah such a powerful message I even love the name grit well-being like it's just all about no I love it it's just so it's so rewarding and it's just nice to see it take shape and it's nice I think what a lot of people forget is and myself included I would say only in the last few months I've actually reflected back on my own journey and realized so many people put the focus on getting out of a situation not being in that relationship anymore it doesn't just stop there though what we then have is years or a lifetime worth of journey of healing from the damage that's been done especially when it comes to emotional abuse and women who have been physically abused I mean those wounds take such a long time to heal but I would say the emotional abuse that they've also faced and women who maybe haven't been physically abused but have been emotionally abused that's where I came from and I think it's very difficult to understand sometimes that it is abuse because you haven't been physically harmed so you downplay everything and then it's coming out of that situation and it's realizing it's dealing with what had happened it's actually accepting what happened but then me and so many countless other women that journey that we have to go on to repair the damage to not use our defense mechanism constantly. It's not a place that I'm in at the moment, but for women who have gone on to find new relationships, that's probably one of the hardest parts because you then have to learn that not everyone is like that and you don't have to do things that you don't want to do. You don't have to brush into things. They're not all trying to make you feel bad or to manipulate you and it's our responsibility then to be accepting of that and to let ourselves be loved and to let ourselves be accepted and I think that can be really really hard and people forget about that part of the journey and they forget how much it takes for the woman who's been in that situation to to get to a point where she's willing to accept that willing to accept that she is lovable or she is worthy or she is capable and I find for me my own experience and what I have absolutely it's probably been one of the best experiences of my life is seeing other people realize that we can become an incredibly strong yet still vulnerable version of ourselves and fitness can play such a huge role there such a huge role that's so powerful and I think with especially when it comes to emotional abuse the abuse is often very clever isn't it so you could question yourself so much and go is this okay is it and it it normally isn't okay but the abuser is making you question things and gaslighting you a lot so 100% navigating that and recovering from that is a huge healing process it really is and like you say it's so clever to the point that you actually think that you're the person in the wrong so yeah you're 100% right there it takes a long time to to accept and to understand that actually that wasn't okay and it wasn't right yeah definitely I know you touched on it earlier about your own journey but I'd like to mm-hmm. go back to that point when you were at your absolute lowest and you stepped mm-hmm. into this CrossFit gym almost with a I'm gonna hate this this is gonna be rubbish <laughs> what was it that really kind of lit something in you or what was it that was like ah okay this this could really help me do you know something I am 
there you've done an episode with Chloe Webb, who is the head CrossFit coach at CrossFit Edinburgh. Now, I, I don't know her personally, but she mentioned in the episode about community. And that is 100% hands down. The workout was brutal, absolutely brutal. But I loved it. I did really love it. They scaled it all back for me. And now I was really quite big at the time, really unhealthy, very unfit, hadn't been in a gym. And it was that worry. You walk into this room of people, all shapes and sizes, but all a lot fitter than you at this point. And it looks a bit scary if you've ever been in a CrossFit gym or a box. It's quite intimidating to look at because there's no there's no machines. It's just big barbells and heavy weights and things. But I must have had everybody offering to partner with me. I was expecting to be like that kid that got picked last because no one wants to partner with the unfit one, the one that doesn't know what they're doing. And that never happened, ever. Everyone was willing to partner with me. Everybody helped me when I wasn't sure what to do or where to get a piece of equipment from or the movement. And that continued long after my first class. I'm at a different gym now than I used to be. And even in this gym, we have the same level of community. And you get your first, I don't know, what's the easiest movement you get your first squat your first proper squat everyone cheers you on you get your first clean everyone cheers you on like it's just so I think CrossFit's one of the only sports that I've ever seen where the person who finishes last gets the loudest cheer because everybody is so there for each other and so for me the answer is 100% community because if that wasn't there I don't think I'd have ever gone back. I did really enjoy the workout but it was hard and obviously my fitness levels were not where I would have liked them to have been and it's different now but yeah the people the people make it and they make the sport. Yeah wow that is wonderful. I think we always have this preconception that we're going to walk in and it's going to be like PE and I was always picked last in PE and it was awesome. No one wants Zoe on the team. (laughs) And you think it's going to be like that. And having the complete opposite experience when you were probably at your most vulnerable. And if it had gone the other way, you could be in a very different place just now if they treated you differently. You know, your life could look very different. Absolutely. So it's just amazing how finding, and obviously I'd love to say, all gyms are welcoming and all gyms are amazing. We know sadly that's not the case, but it's the right people, the right community. Yeah. Really, if you've got people saying, come on, you can do it when you Mm -hmm. don't think you can, that is just amazing. Absolutely. It's community makes it. And for anyone who is not a member of a gym or feels like they are too intimidated to go to a gym, my best advice would be to find a CrossFit box or a functional facility that have a community and that offer classes and go along to one and do a fundamentals course. You'll make friends who are in the same position as you. Go to a class. Everyone is so welcoming in those kind of environments. And it's like you say, unfortunately, not all gyms are like that. But I think especially with those kind of communities, that's actually part of the ethos. It's part of, it's like, the rule and so for anyone doubting themselves book a class go along don't be intimidated just go along and be really open-minded that's brilliant advice brilliant advice I love that this is a question start slightly selfishly for me in the next phase <laughs> of my life that I'm going into but I would love to know and I'm sure the listeners will find it useful as well how do you manage running a business staying healthy and active 
and being a mum? How would you have it all? (laughs) Because I don't believe for me that there's any other option. Me and you have spoke about it before. Do you know, I'm not, I don't make any secret of it. Being a mum was not something that I ever really wanted, but he, I have him now. He's almost six, kept him along this life. So I'm really proud of myself for that. And he is my best friend. And one thing that I promised myself when I had him was that I cannot lose my identity. I cannot lose who I am. Can't lose my ambition and my drive and I made that commitment to myself and sometimes you have to be a little bit selfish with your time and say, no, I need this 10 minutes. I need this half an hour, but it's give and take. So we will do something for mummy for half an hour and then we do something for William for half an hour. And I think that's great for him growing up as well, because he now has an understanding that we can't always be doing what he wants to do equally his wants and needs are just as important as mine. So we make we make plans and we compromise with each other and it, it works. And running my own business, you know, I actually really enjoy this because it allows me more flexibility than being in an employed position did. Because you will soon find out when they need a sick day or they just are not going to let go of your leg that day. You can't get into an office, but running your own business, you can switch your laptop on for an hour, do it while they have a nap. You can do it while they're sitting watching Bluey or Teletubbies or whatever they want to when they're next to you. So I have a lot more flexibility in that sense. I also live my lifestyle like this. And so William lives it too. So he comes to the gym with me and there are times where he has come and helped me with clients and obviously that's really dependent on on the client and if they're happy with that but one of my clients had shuttle runs one day so William did the shuttle runs with her and I think that absolutely made her session and you know it can't happen all the time it's not always convenient but there are times that I have him there and for me if I need to train and it's a school holiday or the schools are closed for whatever reason he comes with me we just do it together he has his own little barbell in the gym And he's super happy. He will often lead me through a very loose term of a workout where we skip around the gym and we do all these crazy moves on the boxes and stuff. And to be fair, I don't know what I'd call the movement, but it definitely gets a sweat on. I think it's about compromise. And I think it's about from the very beginning, making that promise to yourself that if you want to have it all, you're going to have to work really hard and you are going to have to raise them in such a way from the beginning to be that little bit independent. And, you know, I'm reaping the rewards and I hate using the single parent card because I think being a parent is so difficult, whether there's two people in the relationship, one, seven, eight, you've got a whole village at being a parent, raising a child is hard. In some ways, I find it almost slightly easier because the only person I have to compromise with is William and we bounce off each other and we you know we just make it work and I think that's the it's probably not the best answer but we make it work because we have to make it work and we have a lovely life we have such a great bond with each other he's so independent sometimes a little bit too independent but we we make it work that is amazing and that's just so good to hear and I think often as mums there's that pressure that you have to do everything has to be about your child absolutely everything Mm -hmm. and forget about you and you actually from saying 
actually, I need this. That is not selfish at all, because you are one teaching your child the importance of looking after you and mm-hmm. two, you can't pour for an empty cup. So you're not going to be able to show up as the best version of you, the best mum that you want to be, if you have nothing left to give because you've not been looking after yourself. No, I fully agree. And that's one thing that I say to myself and say to my clients a lot of the time is you cannot pour from an empty cup. If I give everything to other people, there's nothing left for me. And it's I think we the term selfish has so many like negative connotations, but actually being a little bit selfish sometimes allows you to be the best version of you. We just have to, we have to learn to be a little bit selfish. And one thing I actually always say to clients is be a little bit more selfish, you know, take the time, take time for you. If you want half an hour in the evenings to read a book or go for a walk and something's holding you back, be selfish, go for it, take the time because you will feel so much better for it and everyone around you will benefit from it. Definitely. I could not agree more. I could not agree more. That is, yeah, amazing advice. How do you, Alex, stay motivated with your own training? Is it just something that is just ingrained in you? It's just the must-have, or is there things you've had to do over time to adjust it? So I think a lot of people now say motivation is better to lie, and I have to agree with it. If I was motivated to go to the gym, I probably wouldn't be there particularly often. (laughs) I love the gym. I love how it makes me feel. And I think what motivates me to go is knowing how good I will feel when I've done it. I have so many goals that I want to hit and I'm not going to hit them if I don't do this, if I don't go. So I think the motivation, shall we call it, is thinking of the bigger picture it's the end goal. It's knowing that it's a stepping stone and you can't take shortcuts. You can't just expect results to happen. If you don't put the work in, it isn't going to happen. So for me, it's thinking about my own goals, thinking about the bigger picture and knowing that I need to do this if I really want to hit it. And on the days that I feel awful and just don't want to do it, they are the days that it's generally the most beneficial, where I actually feel the best. However, there are days where I just think, I'm really not feeling this. And it's not a case of, I can't be bothered. It's, my body is sore. I'm tired. I just don't have this in me. So I reschedule. But I make a promise to myself to go the next day. And instead of going to the gym, I'll maybe go for a long walk or I'll do something a little bit more relaxing instead so that I know that I've still done something for me. And it's not a case of I just can't be bothered. So I'm not going to do it. It's no, my body, it doesn't want this today. So I'm going to give it something else that it needs and we'll go and we'll do that tomorrow. And then I just find it a much more enjoyable way of doing things. But I would say it's come to the point for me, it's more habitual than anything. But Zoe, that's taken me maybe three years to get to that point. It's not like I started going to the gym and I was this gym bunny who was there every day. Like it still takes work. And there are days, especially if I have a night off from William and I'm going to bed and I'm like, right, I've set the alarm for 6.30 and I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to feel amazing. And the alarm goes off and I'm like, I don't want to move. My duvet is my best day. I'm staying here. There's listening to your body, but there's also holding yourself accountable and acknowledging the fact that and you're just 
maybe being a little bit lazy and are you going to thank yourself for that when it comes to tea time tonight and it's too late to go now are you going to thank yourself for it later and I think if I get to that point and I'm like I just need to get it done that's really good advice it is so hard sometimes when the body maybe isn't playing ball and you can't always just force yourself through it because that Mm -hmm. isn't truly listening to the body and I've been struggling with that in my pregnancy so far and a bit of an mm-hmm. overshare for the listeners is that when I exercise my cervix gets irritated and it's not happy with me I have to call the midwife go get checked out and it's just that most frustrating thing of I'm trying to do the best but it's not happening <laughs> is my motivation just gonna go and the thing is if you really listen to your body and you adjust and things for example what worked for me is strength training I cannot do it like I used to my body is literally protesting but swimming is really going well and I tell you what yesterday the last thing I wanted to do was go get in a pool and get changed and I did not want to wash my hair I just didn't want to do it but I knew I'd feel better so I had to have a talking to myself and say go just go and if you get in enough 10 minutes you feel terrible get out and go home but I stayed in tough now, felt great. So it's it's learning to listen to your body, but we can be quite disconnected. So that's a hard place yeah. to do. It takes time. It definitely takes time. But I think it's baby steps. It's taking those little baby steps and really learning how to get in tune with your body and understand what it's asking you for and what it needs. And like you say, you know that your preferred style of training is something that you really, really enjoy. Yes, it's frustrating that you can't do it now, But there's no point putting your body through that, whereas you can adapt it for a very temporary period of time. And then after you've had your baby, you know that you can go back to the gym and start to build that strength up again. It's such a temporary measure. But it's like I said in the beginning as well, it's finding a sport that's right for you. If you go to the gym and you hate it or you're running and you hate it you're probably doing the wrong thing. There are so many other forms of exercise that you can do individually as a team sport. You could get into weightlifting, functional fitness, swimming, more cardio elements. There are so many things that you can do when it comes to fitness. So if you're finding something and your body doesn't like it or you just aren't enjoying it, there's so many options to find something new. That's brilliant. But anybody listening who is really struggling with their fitness and health, just in general, it's something they want to make a priority, it's not happening for whatever reason, what would you say to them? I would say to them that you have to start slow. And a 10-minute walk is just as much of an achievement as going to an hour-long spin class, if that is your starting set. You do not have to go to your local store and buy all new workout gear. You don't have to go to your supermarket and buy all the vegetables and none of the fun stuff you don't have to do that it's not about going cold turkey and becoming this fitness fanatic because it just doesn't work like that we see it every January where everyone throws everything fitness in your face and all the gyms are so busy until the first week in February and then nobody goes anymore like we see that happen because the approach doesn't work my advice to anyone really struggling would be go for a walk for 10 minutes then see how you feel. The next day, go to 15, 20 minutes. Build up, build up your confidence a little bit. Maybe get a friend to go with you. Have a look at some classes. Like I say, I would always absolutely recommend CrossFit or functional fitness gyms. 
go to a class. A lot of them also offer beginners classes or foundation courses. So everyone on those courses is completely new to it. So you're not you're not on your own. And it's an amazing way of making friends who I can guarantee will be so much more than just gym buddies. You kind of go there and you get sucked into this community and suddenly you've got all these friends for life and it's amazing. Just take it day by day. Stop thinking about, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go for two hours and I'm going to grill myself. I'm going to cut out all chocolate, all biscuits, all crisps. I'm just take it back a little bit. I'm all for, I love this ad don't restrict. If you want a chocolate bar, have your chocolate bar, but let's add it to something. Let's put it in some nice yogurt. Let's add some dried fruit with that. Let's make it something that's got a little bit more nutritional value to it. So you're still having your chocolate bar, but you're actually making a health conscious choice there too. And with your fitness, try new things. One of my friends took me bouldering and I absolutely loved it. It was not something I would probably have gone to by myself. It's not something I ever really thought about, but I went and I absolutely loved it. And that's another form of fitness. One thing for me, like I've mentioned, is involving my little boy. Do something together. You can literally go onto YouTube and find a 15, 20 minute workout video. Try it in your living room. Do it with your partner, with your kids, whoever you live with. Enjoy it. You have to find the joy in it. And if you aren't finding that, then it's the wrong thing. But the great thing about fitness is that it's so vast. There are so many things to try. Just keep trying something new until you find something you love. But what I would say is that if you're in the the mindset or mentality where I have to do this to lose weight, I have to do this because I've got a wedding coming up, or I have to do this because I need to be bikini body ready, then we need to look at that mindset. And you need to think about where is the joy in this? Find the joy, find the excitement, find the love for it. And all of those things that you want, they come as a byproduct. And when they come as a byproduct, it's so much more enjoyable and it's so much more sustainable. I know myself, if I'm trying to gain muscle or if I'm trying to lose a little bit of body fat, when that's my goal, it becomes incredibly difficult. But when I speak to my coach or I speak to like some of my friends who are also in the fitness industry, we just mix up the program a little bit. We make a few adaptations to my nutrition and suddenly it becomes about hitting these goals and then all of that falls falls into place. So my biggest piece of advice is find the joy in it, find your happiness in it, and everything else will fall into place. With all of that, I was like, yeah, I had to mute myself because I was just agreeing so much with everything you said. That was amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Do you have any daily non-negotiables for your own self-care? So this is something that I encourage. I love non-negotiables. And I was actually thinking about this before. And no, I don't have any daily non-negotiables. But one thing that is something, it's always in the forefront of my mind, is I will never feel guilty for taking time for me. And so I guess that is a non-negotiable, really. I will never feel guilty for needing 10 minutes alone. I will never feel guilty for sending my kid to the childminder for an hour so I can go and exercise because I need it. I will never feel guilty for dragging him along to the gym. I'll never feel guilty for sitting in soft play thinking this is the worst place I've ever been in my life because the joy on his face makes it worth it. I just, I won't feel guilty for 
pouring into myself. I wouldn't feel guilty for that. I work with so many mums who are members at our gym and they're like, oh, you just feel so bad, don't you? Like leaving them for an hour to go to the gym. And my answer is always no, I don't. I don't ever feel guilty for it. It would be different if I was just leaving him all the time. But like we said earlier, William gets the absolute best of me because I am making a conscious effort to be the best version of myself. That's probably my non-negotiable is I won't feel guilty for always trying to be a better version of myself. I want that like on repeat, just playing for everyone everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) That is so... No guilt. (laughs) If you could give your 18-year-old self some advice, what would you say to her? Oh, do you know something? When you say about my 18-year-old self, I'm like, I wouldn't say anything because that was like two years ago, but it was 12. So a little bit longer than my imagination. What would I say to my 18-year-old self? First of all, I would say you're not fat. Stop saying that you are. I would also say to my 18-year-old self that there is more than one body type and there are places, people and communities and sports out there that will make you feel empowered and incredible. And you know something, it wasn't something that was in the media back then, but I love that it is in the media now that we are seeing CrossFit athletes, we're seeing powerlifters, we're seeing Olympic lifters in all shapes and sizes and we're seeing such a varied body type in magazines now on adverts and I love that for the younger generation I absolutely love it don't get me wrong there is still media outlets that you know they want to glamorize smaller bodies and smaller bodies are beautiful they're they're gorgeous but everybody is and I think you know I've always had bigger thighs and I'm only five foot four Point nine. I hold on to that point nine. But because of that, like I carry more weight on my legs. And I used to just always think that I was so fat. But actually, I am incredibly strong. What I can do in the gym, I am so proud of. And the reality is, if I didn't have those big muscly quads, I wouldn't be able to achieve that. And, you know, I probably spent from about the age of 13 to about 26 hating my body, hating it with a passion, throw a pregnancy in there as well. And the changes that came with that, I just, I hated myself. I hated the way I looked. I hated my body. And I would do horrible things like starving myself, which led to binge eating and all the rest of it. And it probably was only after I started with the sort of CrossFit community and moving into functional fitness that actually I realized what I'm capable of. And my body is pretty incredible. Like I can squat amazing numbers. I can deadlift heavy weights. I made a person. I made a whole human being. Like my body's done pretty incredible stuff. And do you know what? If it has a few lumps and bumps and stretch marks, I can't be that mad at it. And it's so hard because at 18, you know everything. I know I did. And I would never take advice from an old, almost 30 year old. It's just learn to love yourself because it is the best thing that you can ever do you need to not seek validation from others but it's learning that your self-worth comes from what you think of yourself not from what others think of you you almost want to give that version of yourself a big hug don't you and just you do a big hug and then a little slap around the face to be like wake up there's more you need a different magazine I am excited about the next generation who is coming through and although 
well, social media, that's a very different topic that we won't go into, but actually yes. seeing more different bodies, yes. you know, and being able to be like, hey, look, I can be represented everywhere. And obviously there needs to be a lot more to be done with that. But it's not like when we were 18, there is a change happening. Mm-hmm. So. I think there was one day William was in the living room and I was in my room doing something and I, I wasn't paying attention to him, but I could hear him and he'd done something. I don't know if he got the lid off something. And I just heard him go, yes, I'm strong like mummy. And oh my God, my heart just burst. And you're like, yes, yes. What I'm doing is obviously paying off. Like I'm setting this example. He was so proud of himself because he'd done something and he felt strong. And for me, job done. Like I'm I'm happy with that. You cannot get higher praise than that. That You can you You cannot (laughs) my final question for you Alex is what are you currently doing to look after future Alex to look after future Alex so I turned 30 in the summer and I am insanely excited about it my 20s have been very difficult with everything that's gone on and I feel like I have put so much love and so much effort into myself to heal myself and to get myself into such a good place and my 30s are going to reap the benefits I have an amazing son I have this incredible business with the most amazing clients I have my health I have my happiness I finally feel in a place that I have healed so to look after my future self skincare because it's super important daily moisturizers ladies they're important I am just learning to embrace everything to stop overthinking to just let life flow to appreciate my body I've actually booked myself a boudoir shoot for my 30th birthday because I'm never going to look like this again. Your body is going to change your entire life. So I'm going to celebrate it, immortalize it now, take these pictures. They're just for me. I'm going to feel great about them. And I'm just going to go with the flow. I'm going to say yes to things that I would always say no to. Like you said earlier, if I had said no to going to that CrossFit class, my life would have been so different. And I literally went to prove a point that I thought it was awful. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to let things happen. I'm going to let things into my life. And when I have those negative days, remind myself how far I've come. So that is probably, that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to continue to love myself and I'm going to continue to question things when they come into my life. Is this beneficial to me? If not, is it necessary? No, I'm only going to let the good stuff in. Definitely. I was so excited for you that, yeah, just sounds wonderful. And I'm we'll have to ask you how your shoot goes whether whether you have it stay there for me but I'm probably gonna send them to everybody yes yes (laughs) I think it's gonna be so empowering and I think just to have them and just go this is me and I'm so proud of everything and look how strong I am and beautiful I am and to be in a place where you can do that as well because I bet when you were turning 20 that would not be a thing that you could do but 10 years later look at the difference yeah oh my goodness no at 20 No, never. I wouldn't have done it. So exciting. The final thing I'd like to do with you, Alex, is a quick fire round. So I'm okay. If you get ready, get yourself braced. Some of these will be very easy. I'm sure they might all be very easy. Some of them (laughs) might be a little bit harder, but the first thing that comes into your head, are you ready? Ready. Quick fire with Alex. Early mornings or long lie? Early mornings. Tea or coffee? Coffee, hands down. 
strength training or cardio? Strength. I don't do cardio <laughs> unless it's with a bar. <laughs> Chocolate or crisps? Mm. Crisps. Squats or deadlifts? Oh, now that's just cruel. I know. I, I knew that was going to, I knew that was the one that would get you. <laughs> squats. It would probably be squats. Cold dip or hot bath? Hot bath. I'm a wimp. I've never done a cold dip yet. <laughs> Have you not? Oh, not yet. <laughs> <on that. laughs> sweaty Betty or Lululemon? Sweaty Betty. I'm a sweaty Betty gal. I knew that before. That's how we met. <laughs> night out dancing or night in with Netflix? Night in with Netflix. Yoga or a sports massage? Well, I had my first sports massage yesterday and it was brutal. But I'm not a yogi, so I would probably take the torture again. Wonderful. You aced that round. You, there was maybe one on the squats or deadlifts, but we got that. was <laughs> The only amazing. one that got me. <laughs> Alex you are incredible thank you so much for your time today where can listeners find you and I'll make sure to leave all of the links in the show notes as well so you can find me on grit wellbeing coach on instagram which is the best way to get me I'm hoping to get a website launched at some point this year and you can also have a look there's a link on my instagram page to a just giving page I'm currently hosting powerlifting comp really really easy one it's for everybody to enter raising money for scottish women's aid so that will be happening on the 12th of march if anyone wants to read a little bit more about it there's a bit about my own journey there raised just over 700 pounds already so far and that will all be distributed for women throughout scotland who have gone through similar things that i've gone through um and that money will help to help them rebuild their lives and i am so excited you want to come along and spectate on the day all the details are there any questions at all you can message me about that but yeah so some exciting things in the pipeline definitely that sounds brilliant and i'll make sure to leave all of the links in there so everyone can go out alex thank you so so much you're welcome and i can't wait to meet the newest edition of your family i know i know very soon soon. springtime (laughs) can't wait